Welcome to Relate with Elevate. All of us at Elevate Wellness hope this is a space to uplift, inspire, and elevate you. We will be providing education related to physical, occupational, and speech therapy, wellness, and fitness, while also mixing in some real life. We want to share our experiences in motherhood, marriage, relationships, and living out our purpose to love like Jesus. We want you to know that you matter, your health matters, and your story matters. We hope you enjoy listening and can relate to our experiences and be encouraged by our words. If you would like to leave us a review or contact us, you can find our information in the show notes. Hey guys, welcome to a very special episode with two very great people. No, um, I, <laughs> I have Erin Kotick here, who is a PT from a DPT. Um, we graduated PT school together 10 years ago, mm-hmm. um, which is disgusting to say. And then <laughs> we think about all that knowledge like in all. 10 years. It's not disgusting. <laughs> no, it's not disgusting. It's great. Uh, Be proud. What? Be Be proud. proud. Yes. And then we have Katie Farrell, who is currently in McCook with me at Elevate. She has Katie Farrell Yoga and Pilates. um, And she has a room in Elevate that she does her um, Pilates and yoga in. So Mm -hmm. we're all going to have a big old chat about how God kind of not introduced ourselves. Brought Um, us together. Brought us together. Yeah. Um, So. Yeah, I already said that Erin and I went to PT school together. Um, she was in my wedding when we graduated PT school. And we never really, we don't talk very often, like twice a year. But also our paths just connecting. Um, and it just kept kind of circling back around that we would, for some reason, felt called to like reach out or talk about things that were happening in our lives that seemed like pivotal moments. Um, one of them was Erin had left her <laughs> you're breathing really hard into the phone. <laughs> Katie. Yes. You. I'm breathing really hard into the phone. I thought you were talking about Erin. I was like, I don't no, think it's not too me. bad. <laughs> you're like, that's I'm I'm breathing really deep, you know. Using no, you're, I don't need a blanket, sweetie. You're breathing. Sorry. Chris has my AirPods in the car, and so I'm using oh. an old school, like, headphone with the microphone on oh. the cord, you know? I had, I honestly, like, I did not Can think Can you please take me. a picture of that? You want me to take a picture of what I'm talking on right now? Yes. Okay. Gosh, that's kind of embarrassing. At least I'm breathing deep, you know? <laughs> deep breaths. Hey, if it makes you feel better, I didn't even notice it. <laughs> you know, when I was getting Margot set up, I'm like hurrying, trying to get her set up. And so I sat here for a minute, like breathing deep, trying to calm my heart rate. <laughs> Apparently I never stop. Okay. Um, anyway, circling back around. Um, when I was at kind of a point in my career where I was thinking about making a shift, I knew that Erin had kind of made a shift in her career and where she was going with um, her PT practice. And so that led to me reaching out to her and just asking about her experience. (laughs) Um, So that was kind of a God thing because actually when we were talking about it, I had already like had this dream and vision of what I had 
wanted in a clinic, how I wanted to treat patients. And I, the only thing I was really struggling with was a name. Um, because I didn't, I didn't really want young physical therapy or any of the normal, like, you know, PT names that you hear because I wanted it to be more than just a PT clinic. I wanted it to be um, all encompassing of what I had written out as like my vision and my mission. Um, so we were going through names and she flipped open her little book of ideas that she has in front of her right now. And she goes, you need a name Elevate. And I was like, yeah, I like that one. Yeah. Are you looking for it? Yeah, oh. I am. Yeah, right here. Um, so when Emily called me and told me just kind of what her vision was and just what God's been laying on her heart, um, I had previously gone through a similar process maybe eight months before that, I think. Yeah. Something like that. Um, and I had laid out a bunch of names that were coming to me, and one of them was Elevate. And what I had written on my notebook at the time was, it says, elevate means to improve, to lift or build up. It means to glorify, magnify, honor, and exalt. And I just wrote next to it, this is so fitting for God's purpose in your life. And as Emily was telling me, sharing with me about how God was speaking to her, I just read that to her and I was like, I think, I think this is it, Em. And she yeah. immediately was like, yep, that's it. <laughs> well, because I don't have those notes with me today because it's in a different notebook, but a lot of like what she had written out in her description were things that I had like jotted out about like the mission and the vision that I had for it. Some of the same wording. So I was like, oh, yep, there we go. That's it. So um, that was kind of the fire that had lit, like what the trajectory of Elevate was going to be. And then kind of solidified my decision with it too like no you know it's always scary quitting your secure salary that you have an income with and that you support your family with to like follow God's calling for your life so I do thank you for doing it first (laughs) no you can actually do it like and be successful in it so and I think that's been kind of a domino effect because I've had three other PTs since I've opened like contact me about like Hey, I'm also thinking about like I just envisioned my career going somewhere different. Like, can you tell me about your experience? And I think there's been a huge shift in PT in general. I feel like going away from like bigger, uh, more corporate type enterprises with PT to more smaller, intimate clinics where you have more time with patients and um, you can kind of decide the way that you want your company written uh, in a more intimate setting um, so that you can have more personal relationships with patients because I think that's in PT like what you started out as you started out because you wanted more time with your patients like you see people three times a week for sometimes up to an hour and like you don't go into PT wanting to just you know cycle patients in and out you wanted to create a relationship and help them improve their lives so um, I think especially our generation of PT is kind of shifting shifting gears um, a little bit too so um, I'll let you guys talk about how you and Katie met then. Okay. How Aaron and Katie met. Yeah, I can start Katie and then you can, um, just hop in whenever. Yeah, sounds good. Um, so I probably met, met Katie. Katie, how long has it been? It's probably been, let's see. I've been eight years. It's, it's years? been more than that. I think nine years. Has it? Eight or nine. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Um, Katie was a tech, like a magnificent, wonderful, amazing 
physical therapy tech at the clinic that I was working at. For the record, I started before you. I know. You were the pioneer. (laughs) You were the pioneer. So good. I remember the first day you came in, you had a baby seat. You had just had (laughs) your first not very long ago. Yes, I did. I just had Reese and had Reese in March and I was starting within probably like two or three months. So um, Katie is just a joy, Um, just always willing to hop in and just one of those people that make everybody around her feel comfortable and so we hit it oh, off keep right going. away. Okay. <laughs> we, I just felt like Katie was always just, uh, just such, just such a great helper and always there for everybody else, you know? Um, so yeah, we had a working relationship for how long, Katie? I worked there for four years. So four years. And then yes, you moved on. I did. And the crazy thing about it was, you had moved to, I don't know, Brookings, two South other Dakota. homes, South Dakota. Was it and South Dakota and then McCook? Or was um, one so we went uh, Brookings, South Dakota, and then Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Two years and two years. And then McCook. And I've been in McCook for almost three now. It sucked you in, didn't it? It did. It's a great it community. Hey, <laughs> any PTs listening to this, it's a great community. That... No, it really, it really uh, yeah. is amazing. And a lot of like my classmates, you know, I'm sure I'll get some slack for, you know, moving back to the hometown. And there's some people that have never left. And if you don't leave, it's, it's kind of hard to realize how nice it is here. You know, like you get a perspective of like you go out, you think you're going to like other places so much better. But like there are a lot of really good things happening in McCook. Yeah. I've been having that like conversation with a lot of people that there's been a huge like I feel like we're at a pivotal time where there's a lot of people our age who are coming in and like being entrepreneurs and mm-hmm. shifting the entire culture of the entire town. Yeah. So. We're taking the things like that we liked about other cities and bringing it yeah, back to, you exactly. know what I mean? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, has a lot of good stuff. In Omaha exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, that was a big tangent. <laughs> yeah. No, that's okay. <laughs> it's uh, relevant. It is. It is. Um, okay. So then Katie was already in McCook. We moved to McCook. Yipesies. Three years ago. Two, two and a half years ago. We moved about uh, the same time. Cause I remember you guys were remodeling your house the first time we were here too. Okay, so, so it's been two years? Three. Three? Okay. Yeah. Um, And I remember Erin, like when I was telling her that I was moving, she was like, oh my gosh, I'm pretty sure that my friend Katie's moving there. You should get in contact with her. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, okay, whatever. What a weirdo. Um, <laughs> no, it was actually really cool, Katie, because I am pretty sure like you had reached out to me about just some stuff that you were trying to get together there, mm-hmm. like within days of when I talked to Emily. And I, it was just totally one of those moments where it was absolutely God just telling me, okay, you need to call, you need to talk to Emily and tell her to call Katie and they just need to meet. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's yeah. kind of what happened. So yeah. And then I think I had messaged you and at that point, and at that point you were in a small space. Um, yeah, I was. So Aaron, when we started in, so Aaron, when she was a physical therapy therapist at the clinic I was working at, she brought in Pilates there and yeah. she had a reformer, which for those of you that don't know, we'll talk about this later, I'm sure. But a reformer is about the size of like a twin bed ish plus a little. And she literally put it in a storage closet. I'm not kidding. I'm not exaggerating. It was literally a storage closet. It only had one side accessible. All other, all three sides 
or wall mm -hmm. and she had the yep. whole thing covered in mirrors to make us all think it was bigger but we all knew that it was <laughs> tiny so, so that was my first there experience was, okay there so my first chair. studio was whoa, whoa, whoa. like three times the size of that there was a chair in there by the way katie oh yeah to make it even better <laughs> <laughs> there was another piece of exercise equipment in there also <laughs> plus two people yeah it was great it, nobody, yeah. nobody even nobody even noticed it was... so my small studio that you guys had mentioned a minute ago was huge for me because that's what i was i was used to yeah. you know teaching in your little storage closet yeah yeah and look at you now you got look a big at me now. spacious space in you know sometimes oh, they, they i just dance around. around just because i can <laughs> <laughs> no um, it's great I was yeah, nervous it, at first, though, because when you first approached me about moving into your clinic, I yeah. had only been in the studio I was in for like three months. Yeah. I was actually only there for like four months total. I remember that. And the director of it, though, was super gracious as far as like mm -hmm. you finding if you could find somebody to fill that spot. Yeah. Which, you know, randomly who is in your spot, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know who's there. Paula. Yeah. Yeah. Paula Sandberg, who are also... Another That's entrepreneur, another thing, like a ladypreneur, a ladypreneur that we're, <laughs> we're collaborating with um, for a Celebrate Televate event. So I just, you can't look at these things and not think that God's hand wasn't on it either. Just the yeah. way that things have progressed. So mm -hmm. um, go ahead. I was just going to say for me, it was a hard decision at first, like moving into your clinic because I, like I said, I had just moved into this new space on my own. And I'm such a stubborn person that I'm like, I'm going to do everything myself. And so it took some prayer and just some like letting go of like, it might actually be better to not be all on my own. And that has completely worked out. Yeah. So even when it's hard, like, you know, it's right. Yeah. Well, I think it works well that yes, we're all under the same roof, but like, you're also kind of your own little entity right yeah i still have my children. i still have my independence <laughs> you do yes yes so um i'll let aaron kind of talk about what even Pilates is because i've had a lot of people come in i even talked to okay so i got you another client today oh, cool. but no one knows what reformer Pilates is so right. if you want to talk on like what Pilates even is what um stop Pilates is and like what reformers even are yeah um, and then Katie, you fill in the holes. <clears throat> I will. Um, I have heard, actually started my career as a Pilates instructor before I went to physical therapy school. Um, so I've been teaching reformer Pilates um, for probably 15 years now. Um, and basically it is Pilates with these big machines. Just like Katie said, the reformer is like a twin size bed. There's other pieces of equipment that one is called a Cadillac. One is called a stability. Structure. There's lots of different barrels. Um, it is a part of a very extensive training process um, to become certified to use this equipment. But essentially what we use these pieces of equipment for is to help with basic stabilization and strengthening and posture. Um, it is spring resisted. So every exercise you do has a certain breathing pattern. And we really try to emphasize the eccentric part of the strengthening process. What does eccentric mean? Eccentric means um, uh, the lengthening, strengthening while you're lengthening the muscle as opposed to strengthening while you're shortening the muscle. Um, so that you can get the strength with the length and um, 
Yeah, that is, we're both, Katie and I are certified through Stop Pilates. And Stop Pilates is um, is a branch of Pilates. It's actually started by, I believe, a physical, it's very physical therapy minded um, in the way that it's more of a therapeutic type of Pilates, wouldn't you say, Katie? Yeah, I would. I'd also, if you don't mind, go back and talk a little bit more about why eccentric attraction is so important. Yeah. Because like when I explain to people why we use springs instead of weights or, you know, lots of body weight stuff, which we do do some of that. Um, but just like why springs are so important and why the eccentric contraction is so important. Yeah. I love it. Are you explain me? Yeah. Okay. So not the one with the doctorate <laughs> okay. degree. So eccentric contraction basically when you're doing the lengthening and strengthening, like it actually helps build muscle. I, when I explain it to clients, I say, I kind of dumb it down mostly for myself. Um, but it builds muscle better. Like there's more power in it. And so they use it a lot for when you're doing physical therapy. I'm sorry. My two and a half year old is making a conversation. So anyways, it's just the eccentric contraction is really important for building strength and control. And so I like to emphasize that when I'm talking about spring resistance. Yeah. Yeah. So to get like the physiological, if you're a nerd like me, but when you, you eccentrically lengthen, you actually it have a lot more tearing of the muscle fibers when you are lengthening. So actually those micro tearing is what you get muscle growth from um, because exercise is a form of stress to your body, That's a, but it's a controlled stress um, to where you're having some muscle breakdown. So then that creates growth hormone release um, and a little bit of inflammation slightly, but also facilitates muscle growth. Um, Eccentrics does that way better than what Concentrics does. So. Yes. Thank you. That was much more <laughs> eloquent. Well, but also you like in a more simpler way, it is you get stronger with Eccentrics than you do. You get stronger with lengthening than you do get with shortening. So, right. And I kind of feel like in, when you're when your clients leave, they have less of that, like, when I really worked out and my muscle feels super tight and stiff, but it's like, I feel strong, but I feel lean and I feel long. So I feel mm -hmm. long, but strong. Um, and so you don't get that short, tight feeling like, gosh, I worked out hard, great. But now that muscle is so stiff and tight and shortened that it affects mobility. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, can you explain a little bit about like why the breathing is so important with it? Either one of you. You go, Erin. Okay. <laughs> I could talk about breathing all day long. Um, breathing is really essential for, um, you can just out of your exercise. You're really focusing on your breath, proper oxygenation, all of your muscles, um, in order to properly recruit your pelvic floor muscles, you have to you have to breathe correctly. We have to be working on a proper inhalation through through our nose in order to allow the diaphragm to come down to allow the pelvic floor to lengthen. And preach. No, I love it. Um, but in order for us to really tap into our deep core system, both in the strengthening realm, but then also like the lengthening realm, we have to add breath to it and our diaphragm needs to be included and we need to be talking about um, our breath just to be able to talk about our nervous system and the effects that it has on our nervous system. 
um, every single exercise that you do in Pilates, well, whether it's on the mat or on a machine, has a breathing sequence to it um, so that we're really focusing on... Katie, do you want to take it from here? Well, the 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 thing that most people like struggle with, yeah, most yeah. people that struggle with are is the breath. You know, the yeah. first usually like the first five sessions with people that every time they're like, "Am I ever? Is this going to get easier? Is the breath pattern going to get easier?" But I don't kind of just say, "Oh, it's fine. You can breathe." However, <laughs> because it is so like it's so essential, but it's also what makes it really hard and the coordination. You know, when you're trying to sell someone on Pilates and and try to convince them that it's worth your time, at first it's difficult because you spend the first couple sessions just talking about breathing and, you know, holding your tummy tight and like trying your best to not overwhelm them with information, but just really trying to drive home how important the breath is and then trying to take that out of the studio and continuing that breath work with everything you do also and other forms of exercise that you do too. Like I've got clients who maybe have started in Pilates and now are having to go to PT for something unrelated. And they're like, they're so proud of my breathing. I, I'm doing so good with my breathing over yeah, there. Yes. <laughs> yes. I hope it's vice versa. Oh, like yeah. If I send you people after they say, I mean, it's like an easier transition. Some, sometimes they're like, oh, you, you really focus on the breath too, don't you? You're like, yeah, we all do. Oh, yeah. Get used to it. And it's all because, I mean, so many of us have developed such a shallow breathing pattern throughout our life because of the stress we're under. Um, I mean, there's a number of different reasons why we have this shallow breathing pattern, but if we can really focus on getting that big, deep breath, it can make all the difference in the world. Yeah. In my opinion, I'm all oh, about yeah. work. I mean, even if you lay there for an hour and do breath work, I feel like it is money well spent. And, you know, we didn't talk about this at first too, but the other half of my training and whatnot is actually yoga. And so... That yeah. is, you know, breathing is huge in yoga too. And people are a little bit more acceptable when they come to a yoga class. They they almost expect to do some breathing. Yeah. So it's a little bit easier to convince people how, you know, important the breath is. Um, but when you go to Pilates, sometimes it's hard because you're going there. Some people come to get a six pack, which, you know, is possible. But we really have to focus on the breath because, I mean, that's where everything else comes from. Yeah. And that's even true, like breath not only for the strengthening components of it and you know engaging core correctly but also like when I'm transitioning seeing them for PT for any sort of pain patterning that they're having like just the tapping into parasympathetic nervous system pain stress fight or flight mechanisms meaning like you're always upregulated you're always like high strung and always going and never you know getting into um that parasympathetic nervous system which is the rest and digest um you're gonna have more pain levels you're gonna have um more stress and anxiety and dysfunction in your body that shows up too so breath work yeah we could do a whole podcast on breath work probably um but that's why too it's kind of nice even if you're seeing pt um, cause we have, a, uh, at least one off the top of my head that is doing both at the same time, um, that she's seen PT. Yes. And then as an adjunct, um, to that, she's also seen, uh, Pilates as well. So yeah, it works really well together. Um, talk a little bit too about just like, I know sometimes you're seeing, um, some geriatric patients too, not just, you know, the 30s. 40 somethings that, or 60, 50 somethings mm-hmm. that want to be long and lean and 
you know, improve their fitness. Um, I know Katie, you work with a little bit older population too. Mm-hmm. What types of things can you do? Um, like with people who have painful joints or who can't move as well. Well, obviously tons of modification. And for my clients, I've got a couple older ladies that um, their main focus is balance or fear of falling or if they've taken falls in the past or whatever, like they're just trying so desperately hard not to lose their balance, not to have another fall. Um, Continue driving. That's a big one too. Like they want to be strong enough to feel confident driving into older years. Um, So I work a lot on leg strength, but more functional in the older population because the way the reformer is set up, there's a zillion different things you can do, but a lot of it is um, not, Aaron, help me out at yeah, any point. I was just going to say, so the way that you, a lot of the exercises that you do are very low impact to your joints. Right. So it would be, you know, for example, it would be like you're laying on your back as you're like pressing through the bar, pressing against mm-hmm. the spring. So it's very easy on your joints. So if anybody does have any joint issues, um, it is very low impact and it feels really good Yeah. where some people try to strengthen other ways and they're just like I just feel I'm glad my knees hurting but they hurt so bad so it's a way to be able to strengthen without putting so much pressure and and impact to the joint even some of the clients I have like laying on the back just isn't really doable for very long or at all because it's just really not comfortable for them to lay flat or um, it just it's so difficult to get in a supine position Um, so the stability chair which is another piece of equipment that when I say reformer Pilates I just kind of mean all of it um, but the stability chair is another string, spring resistance um, piece of equipment uh, that basically is a chair with a pedal. And you can do a different, a bunch of different things on there. But I focus a lot using that with leg strength with some of my geriatric patients that I said, like I said, are working on balance and leg strength, staying upright, that sort of thing, because they can balance on one thing, one leg and be moving with the springs for that resistance on the other leg. So just daily living stuff. You know, they may be doing exercises at home, but either, you know, they've been doing it for so long that it's kind of just going through the motions and now we're adding the breathing component and it just changes a lot. Well, and a lot of times with the stipulations that Medicare puts on PT as well, we can only see them for so long. Um, Cause like a lot of these people would benefit from PT, honestly, every ongoing. month for the rest of their life. Like, yes, yeah. ongoing. But when we're under the constraints of a little bit of like, government-based insurance um, and just even commercial insurance, it's nice to have that option like, hey, we've kind of that we had set now. Um, we're not really providing skilled physical therapy anymore, but you know, a great kind of bridge to that gap when you do feel like you need PT again um, or you want another round of it is to do essentially just a different way of working on balance and strengthening mm-hmm. people as well. So, yeah. Okay. What else you got? Oh, no, I was just going to say, um, just as being friends with Katie and Emily and, you know, really all three of us have gone out on our own and started our own thing and really, really it all started from just God really working in our hearts and saying, hey, you know, like, it's time for you to step out and I don't know it just makes me smile talking to both of you and thinking about all the lives that are it's gonna make me cry all the lives that um, are being 
just impacted by you two um, just because you said yes to God's calling for you. And I'm very thankful for you two. And um, I feel like McCook is really lucky to have both of you guys. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you know, that's really the only reason why I started my own business is because one didn't already exist. <laughs> so I didn't really have a choice. Let's do it. <laughs> but I have to think, like, um, everybody always cries on our podcast here, and so you win this time. You didn't. But I just think, too, like, also it kind of started with you, to be honest. Like, it's that one person who kind of breaks the trend of what's considered like normal that when you graduate PT school you um you know take the first job that's given to you and I think that all of that journey matters uh everywhere where we've worked everywhere you know that we've gained knowledge from got us to where we are and it's kind of cool to look back and see like the people that you interacted with and like the mentors you had during PT and like the experiences you had in them in certain places, how like that all led up to you taking that leap of faith too. Like all, I always say it mattered, but I mean, all of the events that led up to it mattered. Like if I wouldn't, if I wouldn't have known Aaron and like those paths wouldn't have crossed and just, we wouldn't have shared some similar experiences. Like that never would have led to me taking the leap. I don't know if Katie, I mean, you might have taken the leap if you would have moved to McCook. Um, your husband kind of drug you back there, but well, so did mine. I don't know that I would have, but because he was in school for four years and we moved every two years and the first two years of his school, there was no, you know, Pilates in the first town that we lived in. Um, and I could not afford to buy a reformer. And then the second town that we lived in, I was working too much at my other job. And so having that, so I went almost four years without teaching. Um, kept up my certification and stuff, but wasn't actually teaching. And so if I hadn't had that gap, I think if I had gone straight back to McCook and opened a studio, I think I might've always, maybe I would have gotten burned out or I might've always wondered like, should I have really done this? But having that gap kind of just drove it home that it was important for me to bring something like this back yeah. to McCook. And it was important for me to have Pilates in my life. Yeah, As corny as it sounds. Katie, Katie. It's <laughs> so important. Katie, did you know what um, Pilates, what a reformer was before you met me? Oh my gosh, no. Because yeah. if you just like really sit back and think about that for a second, like mm-hmm. if I still probably wouldn't know. Crossed, you know, there's just, God is just, he has his hand in all. Mm-hmm. And if you really sit back and think about it, it is, it is mind blowing. Yeah. It's really- and you know, like I wanted to be a physical therapist. I don't know. Remember if you remember this, Aaron, but like. Yeah. I was in school, got my degree in nutrition um, and and, uh, health science. Uh, But after working in a PT clinic for four years, well, it was after about two or three years, I realized that I didn't want to be a PT because I didn't want to touch people's skin that much. I mean, I'm sorry if that sounds weird to physical therapists, but like, just, I don't know, like I'm not a touchy, I don't know. Um, So Aaron, you kind of saved me because if I didn't have yoga and Pilates, I I would have been like, what the heck am I going to do with my life? Because I'd always wanted to be you know, a physical therapist. So it was really nice to kind of have that route. And that was a God thing for sure. Because if you hadn't come and introduced me to Pilates and encouraged me, like Aaron basically told me I need to get certified. <laughs> that was a whole lot of peer pressure. Thank yeah. You for- but so thanks for the peer pressure there. Cause kind of peer pressure be in the opening my own business too. You're like, you have to do it. I kind of do And you have to be all but she's And she's so sincere about it that you, you can't like get mad at her. You can't be like Aaron back <laughs> off. You just have to be like, all right, I guess. 
<laughs> yeah, because she just made me sign up for a membership. <laughs> she was like, you have to sign up for this membership because it's great. And it's lots of great information. And I did it. Aaron would be like the best salesperson of all time without even knowing it. Because <laughs> oh, you know she means no harm. She wants the best for you, whether you know it or not. Yeah. <laughs> But no, and I was also thinking too, and you said before, I don't think four years ago, like, McCook would have been ready for yoga, like Pilates. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I think just like people kind of getting the awareness of like, you are doing this PT thing different. Pilates, you know, is a thing that they can explore for getting better. Yeah. Um, McCook's really good about like, they'll highlight in the newspaper, they'll highlight new businesses and stuff. So it's a really nice chance to be able to explain to a wide audience what something is. Like you were able to explain like why your clinic is different from the only other clinic um, in town and like why it's different from, because some people honestly don't even think of physical therapy. Like they'll get hurt and their doc won't say anything about physical therapy. And I'll ask them like, so are you going to go to physical therapy? Well, I don't know. They didn't say anything. Mm -hmm. Or what is that? I'm like, you need to call them right now. Tell them to send a script. (laughs) So you're like, I coach them through. I'm like, you need to go to physical therapy. You have no idea. Yeah, and oh, some of that's patient education and just patient advocacy too. Like patients mm-hmm. advocating for themselves, like yeah, and just knowledge of it. Which yeah. in our area of the state is pretty uncommon. Yeah, I feel like in in I, bigger cities it's a little bit more common to see that, and um, but here and you know a lot of the people that I talk to are are older, um, and they that's just not really an experience they've had, and in this area like you have one hospital. You know, you have one clinic, you have one physical therapy clinic, so you don't really realize that there are other options and sometimes there aren't. So it's nice that you're offering that to people and kind of kind of instilling that into our community. Like you can advocate for yourself. You can choose to feel better. Like you can do things for yourself to help you live, you know, a higher quality of life. Yeah. Sorry. Preach. Boom. Boom. <laughs> yeah. No. And I agree. Well, and that's even just not even in the healthcare world realm of it too but I mean just like you said just bringing things back to a rural area that are provided in more urban areas like I hope that people know that there's great things like that can thrive and do well in McCook like a small town because people crave that and they want that I think they just don't they they don't know even what's out there and what's available if like you said they haven't ventured out to see that um so I guess that's just an encouragement for yeah. people to like. And there's nothing wrong with that either. Like, no, no. As professionals in our, you know, in the lines of work that we do, it's our responsibility to let people know that they have other options. Yeah. And to educate like on what even those options are and like what services we can even do and how we can help. So mm-hmm. we're preaching today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, thank you, Katie and Aaron. Yeah, do you care if I breathe? Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay, uh, Lord God, I just have so much thankfulness in my heart tonight. And I just praise you for your goodness and your faithfulness and what you're doing in these two women's lives and um, in my life too, Lord. I am humbled by how you're moving 
and I just pray over these two women and their businesses and I just ask that um, you would continue to protect them and just continue to let them make such a big impact on the community that they're in and that people will just see and know that there's something different about them and that Lord it's you inside of them in Jesus name Amen Amen Amen.